Hi, my name is Adam Beyer with the UPS stores. Uh, I own six of them in Dallas, and today I'd like to talk about renewing your store. Renewing shouldn't be thought of as a horrible event that should be expensive and really just cause a lot of stress or anything like that. It's really not that hard, but it can provide a great opportunity for you to reflect on your business and maybe make some adjustments that will be for the better. You know, it can it can be caused by any of this, and this is not just for renewals. This could be, you know, I need to move my store somewhere. My landlord decided he wants to kick me out and repurpose my pace my space for somebody else, or you know, my business is going nuts and I do need more room. All in all, moving upgrades, transfers, or if anything else, just maximizing your profit centers. This is the time to take advantage and really start to look at what you're doing inside your store so that when you're renewing your store, you can benefit the most out of the entire process. I'd like you to start by looking at your profit center report for the last year. Print it out, take a look at it, and analyze it. What are your strengths? Are you, are you doing really well in freight? Are you doing really well in printing? Uh, what, are you, what are you doing inside your store that is really giving you the best bet for your money. And where can you expand? You know, in my stores, I have heavy freight stores, printing stores. I also have one store that does over 50% of its revenue in just mailboxes. You know, every store has different personality that you as the owner can tap into and know. And this is the time to really look at it and look at your profits and report and see where your strengths lie inside your store. After you're done with the profit center report, you know where your strengths lie, pull out your, center, your center's floor plan. If you don't have it, no big deal. Um, it's actually super easy to get. Uh, if you have an area franchisee, call your construction coordinator uh, and just ask him to request the plans from corporate. If not, again, no big deal. Uh, contact your corporate liaison, who usually you are working with to do this renewal process, and say you'd like to see your center's floor plan. Once you have it, look at it. Now, after if you're renewing, you've probably had the store for 10 years, if not longer. Circle things on that floor plan that are driving you nuts. I don't recommend circling the entire floor plan because that's not cost effective. But you know, I pinpoint a couple things that are causing issues with workflows, such as you don't have room to go out of your back door with a crate or a pallet. You you really need a little bit more room behind this printer because people are constantly bumping into you when you're there at the printer trying to get something done. Maybe you're experiencing that you need more mailboxes. You just don't have enough. These are the problem areas that you want to designate and find inside your store at this time because now this is the time to make those changes. So if you're like most owners, you're going to spend the majority of time in your stores, store or stores. And the problem with that is, is you don't take the time to talk to other owners and really see what they're doing in theirs. And I recommend take a day. Your store will survive. I promise. It'll be fine. Take a day and go and take a peek at some other locations. See what they're doing. See what their processes are, their workflows. How do they do X, Y, and Z? You know, something that they think is old hat that they're doing, no big deal, and that they think was just a small thing, 
maybe something that you never thought of. And I encourage you to talk to them about it and meet them there at their store because they're proud of their ideas and they're very willing to share them with you. So take that time and visit multiple locations. If you can, talk to multiple owners and see what they're doing. See what their, their workflows are. Find a couple ideas that maybe you never thought of and implement those in your store. Again, when you're looking at the renewal, now's the time to make those changes because it's going to be the most cost effective. A couple of ideas that I have heard and seen in doing the renewals, remodels, whatever you're doing inside your store. First, uh, I'd look at your lobby and take a look and see if you can add a customer use computer. We're all already required to have a print PC or a business station, whatever you'd like to call it, inside your store and it has to be in the lobby. So if it's not in your lobby then I really recommend you look at it and see if you can put it out there because you have the ability to make more money than I ever thought possible on these computers. Uh, if you add a customer use station with a credit card swiper on it, uh, you can actually make a good amount of money. What I've found is that even if you have the computer out there and you try and charge people for it, there's either an argument of, I wasn't there that long, or your associates just don't care, they don't charge for it, all of the above. You know, I was a big, I wasn't a fan of them, and I didn't do it, but then I put it in, and now I'm looking at putting it in at multiple locations. So I would look at that one. Second, my construction coordinator suggested that, at least in the design of every store, have an idea of where you can add a third POS station with minimal effort. And what I mean by that is don't already add the POS uh, counter and all that stuff and not put a computer on it. What I'm saying is, is know where you could replace one, maybe two counters and add that third or fourth POS station. That gives you the ability, if you need it further in the future, that you can expand if you're getting bogged down with just two stations inside your store. Leave it open, that way you don't have to do a major overhaul just to put in an extra POS station. Third, we've now been required to start carrying poly bags and we have paper rolls, uh, we have rolls of mini packer, you know, whatever it is, we've had a lot more items that have started accumulating in our back rooms that we're not allowed to, you know, hang from the ceilings anymore, or you can't hang it from the ceiling. So what we did in our stores is inside the metal corrugate racks, we went ahead and took out, took a two-foot section of that, took out the centerpiece, and put in two-foot supports in there. So what you end up with is a two-by-two two section of shelving that you can then store all your poly bags in there. You can store your paper rolls, your mini packer materials that have always just been either taking up box racks on your counters or just sit, sitting on your counters themselves. That hasn't wasn't efficient for us, so we figured out a change, and that's proved to be really convenient for both my associates to make sure they're using those poly bags, and also for just the overall efficiency of our packing room. The fourth, and I think this is the most convenient one, is adding two N1 copy cubes somewhere in your lobby. They're N1s if you're looking for the actual unit on it. And don't worry about where they are in your lobby because it doesn't matter. What you're going to end up doing is once your pictures are taken for compliance, 
You're going to take those and you're going to roll them into your mailroom. Once in your mailroom, go ahead and look at the hinges on the back of them. There's a little tab where you can just take off the doors. Once you put the shelf right in the middle at the exact spot, you may have to change it around a little bit, but once you put the shelves in the right spot, you can fit two mail tubs on the bottom and two mail tubs on top. This becomes a great place for small packages and small items that come into your store for your mailbox holders. If you have a lot of overflows, you can put those in there too. If you have two N1s, that gives you the spot for eight mail tubs. It's very convenient and a very good place for all those small packages. And the second most beneficial part of that is now you have a counter inside your mailroom. And whether you used to use the 2x4 shelf and just use that as a counter, this now has a spot where you can utilize that shelf but also have this counter where you can do your mail forwarding, your overflows, or just a spot to sort mail. It's very convenient and it is a really good idea if you do a lot of mail or even if you don't do a lot, it gives you a spot to service your mailbox room and your mailbox holders. So let's talk costs. How much is this going to cost? What are you going to expect? If your area is like mine, your construction coordinator is really willing to work with you and make sure that whatever you want in your store, you have it. He's got some ideas that he's seen from other locations and he'll give them to you and say, if you want to do this. If they're not really willing to work with you and they're just somebody that is from corporate and they're just like, ah, oh, well, just give me your plan, give me what you want to do and I'll make it happen. That can get expensive very fast. You got to watch out what you're doing and where you're spending your money. You know, somewhere where you can save some money, they say, well, you have to replace this whole counter. Well, you, you shouldn't have to replace the whole counter. You should just be able to replace the top or add a, a buffer strip on the side that it ha that'll cover up a little bit of wear and tear. Something like that can be the difference between $500 and $100. So when you're going through this renewal process, when you're going through a move, when you're going through anything, it's going to trigger what's called a cure. And I'll talk more about the cure later, but just know that cure is really what can dictate how much or how little you're going to have to spend. Now, a part of that cure is the design fee. So no matter what you do in your store, if you do nothing, you're just replacing a couple countertops, you're not making any changes to walls, counters, nothing. You'll pay $250. Okay, you can look at it and say, well, I just spent $250 for nothing. And you might be right. But at the same time, go back to that floor plan that I had you draw out earlier. Look at those circled spots. Let's change a couple of those spots for the better. And it's gonna cost you just a little bit more on the design fee to make those little changes. The second tier of the design fee is $660. That's usually changed around a couple counters, maybe doing some slight work with a wall or something, but usually they'll allow you to get a lot in there if you're not doing overall huge changes to your store. And that way you can take care of most of those circled spots on your center floor plan and make it more efficient for you and your staff. Now let's say you do decide, I'm taking this guy down to the studs. We're redoing everything. Well, that's going to cost you $1,025. In my experience, usually it, it does not cost, it, it takes quite a bit to get to that $1,025. Um, I have been there myself when I bought a center, and we were doing pretty large changes, and it made sense. So, but with that, it's only a little bit more on the design fee, but make sure you're maximizing your design fee now 
so that in the future you don't have to pay it again. So that may be just adding something on the plans that you don't want to buy right now, like mailbox modules. And I did that at one of my stores. I had rapid expansion on mailboxes and it seemed to level out. So I'm thinking, okay, well, if we have that again, I'm going to need more. So when I renewed that store, I made a slight change to our gate pocket and gave myself the ability with the plans to add those mailbox modules at a future point. And all I have to do is just do the order now and there would be no design fee because it's already on the plans. And that's your goal. Get it on the plans so you don't have to pay that extra $250 or $660 depending on what kind of changes you want to make. All in all, take the opportunity. Look at your plan, make the changes, talk to your construction coordinator or talk to your area, your corporate personnel that's helping you with this to maximize what you're doing with your money. You may spend a little bit more now, but it'll be worth it in the long run and you'll end up usually saving quite a bit of money. So the second one, the example that I would give with this is when we did that transfer store and we made pretty drastic overhauls to the center itself and we changed up the mailbox room, replaced the flooring, replaced the gate, a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, we spent the maximum design fee, but we made the store exactly what we wanted it to be. And it opened it up, it made it a lot more welcoming for customers to come in and invited them into the store. Whereas before, it really just kind of cut it off and it was not welcoming. So make those changes and look at it. Let's say you're going through a renewal like we're talking about, or you're forced to move, elect to move, doesn't matter, whatever it is. Always, 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 always ask your landlord for tenant improvement monies, or also known as TI monies. You know, you're paying your rent every single month, and I think you are at least. You're paying your rent every month, ask him for money. Just help me out on this. I'm, I'm trying to get this going, and if you could, anything you could give me would help. The absolute worst thing that they're going to say is, no, absolutely not. I'm not giving you any money. So let me give you an example on this one, too. So years and years ago, we were forced to move one of our centers uh, in, the same, in the same shopping center to another space. The dentist next to us wanted to expand and have more space, so between the landlord and the dentist, they paid for us to move to that new space. It was better visibility, it was a little bit bigger space, and it was free. They paid for the whole thing. And with that, it became a very good move for us to move down there and get that better visibility. And we didn't pay for anything. You know, if you have that advantage and that ability to maybe get some free carpet and move your center, don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as a way, okay, if you're making me move, what are you going to pay for? You know, there's got to be some some push there that you can say, you know, if you're going to make me do this, can you at least help me do this? Ask your money. A excuse me. Ask your landlord for money. Always do it. It's worth it. Like I said, the worst thing they can say is no. But most of the time, they'll say, how can I help? Now let's look at renewing your franchise. I'm going to assume that as a good store owner, you're paying your rent on time every month, and you're a fairly easygoing tenant. You know, you don't make a huge mess, you don't have food to worry about, 
you kind of you keep quiet. You you get you bring good foot traffic into the center. So let's look at a renewal. Over the last ten years, you've probably paid three hundred and sixty thousand dollars to your landlord. That's kind of on the low end. And after paying all their expenses for their business, what's wrong with asking them for some help? I talked about this a couple minutes ago. You'd be surprised how many landlords would say, yeah, what can I do for you? How, how can I help make your life a little bit easier? Some of them are going to say, no, I'm not giving you anything. But, hey, you asked. I recently had a landlord that has really never contributed any tenant improvement monies to our store. And I went to him and said, hey, my AC unit that looks like it's from the 50s just needed to be replaced. And it cost about $5,000. And he said, you know what? You've been a tenant with us for 30 years. We're going to go ahead and pay for that AC unit. I fell out of my chair. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, these guys that had never given anything, they said, sure, here you go. And I got a new AC unit, and my associates are happy because the AC works now. So different landlords will do different things. I had another landlord that when we were kind of redoing our space and kind of adjusted a little bit, we didn't want to foot the whole bill, so we went to them and said, hey, can you help us? And they said, well, we don't want to write up a check right now for a bunch of money. We like to have the income still coming in. So I went to them and said, well, what if we just do a little bit of discounted rent? And I saved money in the long run. It ended up being a pretty good substantial chunk of change. And I saved that money. They still had their money coming in, but it was just a different way that they can help and everybody still wins. So overall, when you're doing these renewals or you're doing anything, improving your workflows are really good. They're, they're good overall and make sure that when you're doing this and you're looking at that floor plan and saying, okay, I'm ready to change all this stuff, make sure you know what your budget is. Make sure you know what it's going to take, what it's going to cost, and one of the biggest items that can kill any budget is the cure. That's called the Center Upgrade Remodel Evaluation. The cure involves somebody from corporate coming into your store and pointing everything out that's wrong. Basically, everything up that's not compliant or is, and bringing that up to compliance. This involves scratches on your counters, uh, carpet, if it's dirty, you never washed it, you never did anything like that. Uh, walls, if they're just kind of been scuffed up in the back where your UPS area is. And the most expensive one, technology. If your computers are going to have to be changed out, uh, usually if it's within like six months of your renewal, they'll make you replace the computer. So things to keep a, an eye out on and make sure that you know before you make those changes, make sure you got your cure covered and that you can pay for that and then start looking at those other items. So let's just say you have to replace your carpet. Standard 1,500 square foot store, carpet for that installed will usually cost about $5,000. Yeah, it's an asset, but you know that 150 bucks every six months to clean your carpet seems a lot cheaper right now. But at the same time, that's what you need to watch out that you're budgeting for. So the technology, those computers, depending on how many you need to buy, and they usually run about $1,000 to $1,200 a piece. If you need to replace a lot of them, that can be a pretty big chunk of change. So make sure that you're, again, you're planning for that. I don't ever recommend buying a computer for your store 
that they've not come to you and said you have to replace this unless your computer is broken or you're kind of expanding a little bit adding a second print pc whatever it is unless you make that decision i don't ever recommend upgrading it just because that new computer came out it's a waste of money and usually your old computers will work just fine until it's time to upgrade so another way that you can really really look at saving money is instead of replacing an entire counter just do the top you know, if they'll let you get by with it you know that top may look like Swiss cheese but the counter still is rock solid and looks great you just need to replace the top and then you're good the other thing that you need to look at with your cures is once you have that done make sure you're covered on that and then look at some of the other stuff in your store now go back to the, again that center floor plan that you circle the little bits on. Go back to that center floor plan and look at your lobby. Maybe move the copier from one side of your lobby to the other. The design fee is going to be it's still going to stay at 250 because you're not doing anything. You're just moving stuff around so that it looks like the floor plan. And that is the time to do it. So that if you do end up having to do something that may trigger, it may just be just enough to push you over into that 660. But this time, you've already done it and it's already on the floor plan and you didn't have to pay any more money for it. So, let's look at the carpet again. If you're ripping up carpet, chances are after, you know, if you have a 30 year old store, you probably have four or five different kinds of carpet in that store. I had a store, we ripped it all out and we're replacing counters and everything and I'm not even joking, we found five different types of carpet in that store. It had been there for 30 years and it was that many different types. That brings me to my next point. If you're moving that counter, if you're adding a mailbox module, they do change what the carpet looks like and they do change it periodically. So if you're gonna move that stuff, now's the time so that if you need to, if you need to, make sure that you do that at this time and not later. Because if you move that counter later, you may have to replace your carpet again, and that's another $5,000 that you wouldn't have had to spend before. So do it now, now's the time. My favorite part of the cure is there was a requirement about three years ago that was put in that said that you had to have nine drops, and that's ethernet drops in your store. What they failed to mention in the ethernet drops is it doesn't matter how many plugs you have, you just have to have the available ports for use. So the way to achieve that, let's say you have six and it's going to cost you $150 per drop to get them installed. Well, good news. You can go and buy a $15 Ethernet switch and plug it into one and guess what? You just doubled your capacity. You're now at 12 Ethernet jobs. You blew away that requirement. It's a really easy way to get by the compliance. I've done it in multiple of my centers and I've not had an issue with it yet. It's a great way to save that money so that you don't have to put those in. Sometimes you need them. It can be expensive to put them in there. So just keep an eye out on that and save that money where you can. So you can look at that floor plan and do more of what you want to do to improve your workflows. When you receive your renewal order workbook, after you do the cure, after you do everything, you make your changes, look at that workbook and go through it with a fine tooth comb. Sometimes extra countertops, the wrong set of shelves, 
uh, extra cube wall, plexiglass display pieces. Sometimes it gets in there and sometimes they missed it or it's the wrong one. Go through it with a fine tooth comb and make sure what's on that order is what you want in your store. Sometimes you may not want to pay for it, but it's the stuff that you have to get required by the cure. And this is where you go through it and make sure that everything is correct. It's a great way to save some money on this because if it's extra stuff that gets in there, sometimes you might have one sitting in your back of your store on a shelf that you forgot about. Look around. You might have one. Another franchisee is, hey, I got an extra one. You can have it. Or you can buy it at a discount from them. They earned their money because it was extra for them. This is a way that it's easy to spend extra money on stuff that you don't need. And when I go through these workbooks, I'm always, always finding extra stuff on them. And I have them removed. Or I find something that, nope, that's the wrong set of shelves. I need to make sure that this is on there. And make sure that it is. If you don't know what all the little characters are or what that is, ask your construction coordinator or ask your corporate liaison, and they will go through it with you. There's no extra cost to go through that workbook and make sure everything is correct the first time so you don't have to fight with PIN or fight with purchasing on trying to return or get new stuff. So another part of this is installation. You can install this stuff. I'm not saying install walls and fascia and put together your retail units. If you can, great. You're going to save tons of money. But if you're replacing a countertop, it's super easy. It's four screws. You put the new top on, you make sure it's straight, you put the screws in. Very easy to do and saves you a ton of money. If you have a contractor coming there, they'll charge you a hundred bucks a countertop to put in. If you need to replace one scale stand, usually it's four screws on each side holding it together. You take the whole scale stand out, you put the new one in, you're done. And that's it. Usually don't even have to move electrical because it's all run underneath the front lines. So look at this stuff and make sure that you're comfortable with it. But if you're comfortable with it, do it yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. You're, you are allowed to do that. You can paint your own store. You don't have to have a contractor come in and do it. What's it worth to you? Um, as a kid, I was always in my parents' stores helping them out, replacing counters, painting, the only thing I think we never really did in the store was replace the carpet, but everything else, I think I gave it a shot at one time or another. So let's get into the paperwork part of this renewal process. You're going to sign more documents than you ever thought necessary to renew a franchise, and that doesn't even include the franchise agreement itself. So what I recommend is you have a wonderful, beautiful, shiny printer in your store that has the ability probably to scan pages at about 160 pages per minute. Utilize it. Take all the stuff and scan it as a backup. You would, you'd be shocked at how many times I found that I was signing the same documents over and over again, especially with a transfer center. They always were sending it multiple times because they thought they didn't have it. I just took the scan and sent it back to them and said, here, I already signed this one, but here it is again. That way you have that backup even to send it back to them or just for yourself that you have it. So plan on doing that. It's a good to have the backup. If you have a flood or whatever else, you have all that documentation for your records. So all in all, the renewal of your franchise agreement can be seen as a huge step for you and your business. Ask yourself, 
Am I signing away the next 10 years of my life? No, you're really not. What if you don't want to be in the business that long? You know, I I don't want to just sign and then I can't get out in the next 10 years. You know, I'm going to be 10 years older. I might have my kids going to be that much older. Do I want to do this for that long? Remember, just because you signed that dotted line does not mean that you can't sell your store in the next 10 years. Still keep it in the back of your mind, but don't think that your store is this ball and chain that you have to hold around with you for 10 years. That's not the point. The point is, even if you want to sell in a couple years, you want to sell in five years, still sign and do it because you can get out whatever you need out of the store and then you can sell your store at the same time and you'll usually recoup most of what you sold it for. So don't think that this is just this horrible thing that you can't, you can't get around this, ah, oh, 10 years, it's so long, but still sign. Now let's say you do your renewal. Don't let it just, oh, I got to renew and hopefully my customers won't notice. Nah, let your customers know. Like, hey, we're renewing this franchise. We're doing another 10 years. Let's, do, let's look forward to the future. And guess what? If you do a huge change, throw a shred day. What's it going to hurt? Celebrate. Throw a huge party. Let's say you replaced one countertop and didn't do anything else. Throw a shred day. Celebrate. Let people know, hey, we're going for this for the long run. It doesn't matter how much you do or don't do in your store. You know how you can maximize your profit inside your store. You know what it takes. And that is where looking at that profit center report, looking at that center plan, taking these adjustments, small or large, whatever it is, always looking at it. Look at your fellow franchisee stores. There are a lot of smart people in this network and I'll be honest, I am probably not one of them. But you know what? I've got a lot of people around me that are very willing to share and give advice on, yeah, you know, I actually moved my printer to the, this part of the store and it made it so much more functional. You know, we did this little thing here and it made it so much more functional. Everybody has ideas on how to make better workflows. Everybody has ideas on how to make more money. So hopefully from having six stores, I have experience always doing these renewals and upgrades. It's always happening. It's always going on. And I have learned over the years that the ideas that I have are not the only good ideas. Ideas come from everywhere. And whether they're profitable or not, they're usually more efficient than what I had before. Talk to your fellow business owners. Talk to your associates. Talk to everybody and make the best decision for your business. You know what that decision is going to be. I can't wait to hear ideas. If you have if you have questions or anything, you can email me and ask for suggestions. I'll tell it to you, Frank, exactly what I think. And I look forward to hearing the ideas that everybody has, but always remember, it's your business. You're the one who can make it profitable. And good luck.